1: Very lovely morning. This is Frida Liu. It's Race Your Game and uh, I have here with me Andrew Chow, the Managing Director of Idea Mutt. No stranger to the show, although I have to say this this the first time I've actually met the man. So welcome to Malaysia. We're starting a four-part series on uh, business networking and today it's the very basics of how to prepare for business networking. But before we get into that, Mm -hmm. you know, what is business networking according to Andrew Chow? I think business networking is a
2: social economic activity. Okay, there is a very technical
1: social economic activity. activity yes,
2: to recognize and to create and to uh, achieve uh, opportunities, business opportunities. So uh, it can be uh, it can be a gathering of uh, different people as long as you have something to do with business something that uh, affects a certain bottom line. Now it can be charity and business. It doesn't matter. It can be social enterprise and business. I think as long as people gather together, there is always opportunities, and networking is really, really important. Which
1: okay, and I guess networking in every scenario, um, it, it should be the same rules, um, whether it's business or not business. You, yes or no?
2: That's right. I think uh, preparation is very important, and that is the key focus of today's uh, talk. Uh, The first week, we were concentrating on the the letter P. Actually, these four weeks, we are talking about P-M-E-T. So, PMET is something that everybody knows, heard of it. But PMET, it's very different meaning in networking. P stands for preparation.
1: Preparation. So,
2: how do you prepare? That is a a very, very good question.
1: Okay, now how important is it for business or your career, you know, in, in, in the modern context? Oh, yes. Okay, for people who
2: are working in office, you will know that um, a lot of times uh, Jobs in the market 50% of them Surprising to a lot of HR manager, They told me 50% of the jobs in the market Are never advertised They are referred mm. By the the staff of the company So if you So the HR usually go to the staff And say Do you have someone True. to recommend? So if you have They will pay your a referral fee And those fees are actually much lower Than the advertising cost Of of getting hunter Or having a print ad So If you do not network enough, not many people know you, not many people will have a chance to refer you to Mm -hmm. certain jobs. So by the time you see the jobs in the newspaper, actually those jobs are the jobs that nobody want to do. (laughs) Okay, so number one we need to uh, uh, actually recognize the importance of networking is referral. For those of us who run a business, it's about inner circle. Inner circle is very important. When people know you and you know them, You'll be first priority. Whenever something new happens, they come to you and they will think of you and they will ask you first, are you interested in this? Do you know of anybody who likes to go in this with us? So knowing people, uh, as many as you can, is always good. Mm -hmm. You can never have too many friends.
1: I guess it's like top of mind recall, and I guess if someone else likes you, at least yes, you know right. what I mean. They will they will think of you.
2: Yes, I think in networking, your personal branding becomes louder. If you are you have a good personal brand, more people talk about you positively. If you have a bad personal branding, also people talk about <laughs> you. you negatively. So, yeah. Actually, networking exposes your personal branding.
1: Mm. Now, what are the different kinds of uh, business events uh, out there for networking opportunities?
2: At the highest level, I would think that you will be all the MICE events, the meetings, the incentive program, the conferences, the exhibition. You need to have a calendar to know where are the exhibitions, which industry are involved. Mark it down as an appointment in your calendar networking is just like a business uh, appointment you need to make time for it how often really depends on you some people do it once a week now a good gauge is that how do you tell whether you network enough let me ask you a question how fast can you finish a box of your name card of hundred name cards ah. ah. so if you tell me oh two months i finished one box. wow that is very good. That means you are giving out 100 name cards in two months with 44 working days. It's about two or three cards a day. It's wonderful. Some people take a year to finish. Right. So the speed in which you give out your your cards actually tells me whether you are a seasoned or savvy networker. Okay. What are other types of events now? That is the generic general base. Now, yes. there are some industry-focused ones. I'm not too sure whether a lot of people really like to go to industry-focused uh, networking because you end up meeting people you already <laughs> Same know. Same people. Yes. You should, a uh, rule of thumb, go for events that you don't know anybody. That's the best. Sometimes, you may want to just go for certain events that you have no vested interest, you don't know anybody. Let's say there is this uh, arts exhibition. And you just go for the exhibition hmm. Sometimes you meet The most unlikely person who, who can give you The biggest break in your life hmm. So don't always go To predictable events Because you will find A lot of competitors there Viving for a small pie In fact you should be looking For fresh pies In the very unlikely places And, uh, and it takes effort to do research and to find out these events and to mark it down in your calendar
1: Okay, Now, in this case you say go to an arts event rather than an industry event but also at the same time, don't be a faker. you must go to an arts event because you do like it as well That's right,
2: at least even if you are not really into arts please read up something about arts because I think you need to really enjoy yourself that's most, that's yeah. most important, you must enjoy yourself and you must feel that uh, you have the freedom of expression so if you really Don't know anything Sometimes it's okay To tell people I really don't know anything Can you teach me Can you tell me Something about arts That opens conversation True Yeah. So asking the right question Is very important And you got to prepare how to ask the right questions. So that is all part of preparation. Ah, actually.
1: so yeah. how do we prepare for networking or coming up with uh, Andrew Chow from Idea Mart uh, in just a moment? Race your game, BFM 89.9. It's Raise Your Game. Good morning, and it's about preparing for business networking. Uh, it's a four-part series here, and uh, Andrew Chow uh, in the flesh, the managing <laughs> director of Idea Mart. And uh, we were just discussing earlier on, you know, what is business networking, and it's a social economic activity. That's how he. Uh, defines it and uh, where do we go for these events and in industry focused ones and better still maybe not industry focused ones so right. now obviously it requires preparation uh, to go for networking so what do we need to do how do you prepare for networking
2: I guess you m- we must have an eye uh, and a ears for all the events that's going on in the marketplace for example if you know that a certain brand is having a product launch and is actually uh, giving a free Open invitation, you should make yourself available, R S V P so that you remind yourself that you are supposed to go for that event. Usually a uh, press conference would be the best occasion that you network with the press a- and media. Mm-hmm. But press conferences are invite only events. So unless you're able to get crashed, <laughs> you would not be able to Yeah, I, I actually have I actually organise a press conference that people get crash my meeting just to know journalists.
1: It is not good, right?
2: Yes, it is not good. It is very bad. But uh, I find amusing that people try all sorts of ways for networking. So I got to admire them for making the bold move.
1: For for tenacity.
2: Yeah, for tenacity, and mm-hmm. and, and then and then they are very, they are not shameful. They just tell you directly. Oh, we want to know some people inside, you know. Uh, sometimes just for their guts, I may let them in. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, um, how to prepare? I another point to note is you got to decide on the frequency. Uh, If you have no time and you have a family and Mm -hmm. sometimes uh, in in normal office hours, maybe you're not able to network, you're only left with off office hours. Now there are not many business events off office hours. So um, most of the time when when it is after dinner is you are left with all the social events, all the parties. Uh, they They are not networking events, they are actually parties for the sake of having a party, usually organized by a certain community. And you'll be very disappointed when you go there ready with name cards and all those people they are wearing clothes that have no pockets don't <laughs> talk about name cards right so they go there they smell very good and they always say sorry i don't have my name card now that's one thing i learned i never give up my card without a person asking for it that means if you don't if you never ask me for my name card i usually will not give it to you because my name card is not for free so mm-hmm. when you make your name card a limited edition you're so interesting when you talk to people until to the point people say, can I have your card?
1: Okay. Then
2: you give out your card. That is how you make an impression.
1: Okay, so all right. So um, basically you say that when you go out there, you decide on your frequency. And the, okay, so what happens when you were saying that, you know, if, all, if you're working, um, how do you find these events that are non-social then?
2: I think you have to find a few friends to form a tech team. Mm. Or in a, you help each other to look out for different events And you and you update each other uh, often enough Sometimes you may not know of a certain event that's going on Your friends knew And your friends had to alert you way beforehand Hey, want to go? You know, shall we go? Uh, let's go together Maybe there's maybe there some opportunities And I think it's always good to go with your buddies Because when you meet 100 people You definitely cannot meet all of them in 2 hours yeah. So you speed up You go that way I go this way. <laughs> all right, and then we exchange notes. All right. And actually, it's good because sometimes you talk to the same person, you exchange your opinion. And sometimes you'll be very surprised that both of you, talking to the same person in the same line, have very different opinion of the same person. Uh-huh. So it's very interesting. When you have three, even better. Okay. Because so if all three of you think the same about this guy, um, this guy is it's worthy enough to be in your friends list, so to say. So I find that, yeah, it's very interesting when you strategize how you network. You know, a lot of positive energy can come out of it
1: Okay, now um, the, My question is And of course you referred to your bo- your name cards And mm-hmm. a hundred uh, cards there yes. How fast you finish this Now yeah. how often do you need to go for networking?
2: How often? I would think at least once a fortnight Once a fortnight And you'd be very surprised that networking exists any time of the day So any time of the day You should have your name card with you Always have your name card. Sometimes it's very frustrating. If you don't have your name card, I think the the chances of uh, connecting after that it's very slim. Honestly, uh, people can't find you on social media without your name card. People forgot your name sometimes, right? So it's really almost impossible to find you. So always have your name card at least once a fortnight. Once a week is the best. But never go once a quarter because you kind of lose touch. And sometimes you need practice to do small talks at mm. first. So if you are short of practice, you'll be very shy. I ever met chairman of a listed company hiding in one corner eating Ay- his chubby hoon. <laughs> you know, he himself is shy. So I want to say a word of encouragement out there for anyone. Even the CEO and chairman of a listed company are shy. Yeah. So don't be shy.
1: Okay.
2: Even if you are shy, pretend you are not. Okay. Because everybody else is shy.
1: Okay, now, okay, just one thing that you said as well mm. um, going out at least a fortnight, and I guess in the evenings there'll be things like art exhibitions, uh, book talks, yes. so
2: cocktail parties. parties.
1: Okay, yes. So, yes. with that in mind as well. Yeah. So, next week, yes. it's yes. M.
2: Yes, M is interesting. M is about manners. Manners <laughs> in the networking session. How do you conduct yourself to show a positive image? And you'd be surprised that you read a lot of different body language. In the networking itself. So next week can be exciting.
1: Okay, manners for networking. Uh, yes. Andrew Chow from Idea Mart uh, in our business networking series. Uh, Tomorrow's race again. Dr. Peter Shepard he's a behavioral scientist, writer, and coach, and uh, will be discussing his book "Personality Matters: A Whole Brain Approach to Why We Learn, uh, Think, and Behave." Uh, Janice Joplin coming up. BFM eighty-nine point nine.
0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Good morning, it's time to raise the game. Andrew Cha from Idea Mart is here again and uh, it's our discussion on uh, business networking. And uh, before we get into today's topic, perhaps a quick recap of our discussion last week.
3: Oh yes, last week we talked about a few things to prepare for networking. Number one is decide where you should network Number two is to make a decision on how often you should network. Number three, treat business networking as one of your appointments. Always do a RSVP and lock it down on your diary. Last but not least, it's actually to prepare a lot of open questions so that your mind don't go blank when you are in a networking session. So that was the recap for last week.
1: Okay, and I know it was around P met, uh, and P was preparation, which was last week. And this week we're discussing manners, right? So yes. you know, what do you do upon um, reaching the networking destination, as you call it? And how do how do yes. manners come in?
3: The first thing you need to do when you go to networking session is, if you have time to uh, maybe catch your breath, go to the washroom, make sure that you look your best, then you go in into the networking venue. If you go with a partner, always remember to split up because uh, you do not want to be seen as going there as a click. The first thing that uh, we need to bear in mind is very important. And upon reaching the entrance, how to really, really make a proper entrance really is to stand at the door, scan the room, and notice the energy in the crowd. Sometimes it makes a difference and to help you to identify the person that you need to talk to first. Because in a crowd like this, maybe 30 to 40 people, you only have time to talk to maybe half of them. Mm-hmm. So observe the energy of the group and decide where you should start. So if you want to go from left to right, right to left, it doesn't matter, it's up to you.
1: Ah. And that's where, if you come with your friend, you go left and the other person go right.
3: Yes, and actually, uh, you'll be good if you have a team and you can... Uh, try to split the group into half uh, or if you talk to the same person you can always exchange notes with the same person. Now, in some networking sessions you'll find that people sit down and uh, I discourage sitting down because it makes you less mobile but if you ever see someone sitting alone uh, that's probably the best person you should approach first oh. the person is probably very nervous. Uh, always be the first one to offer a handshake a very, very good handshake uh, you know Sometimes when I shake hands with people, that's the first point of contact, right? And the way you shake your hand really tells you a lot about yourself, more than your name card do, actually, sometimes. Mm.
1: Mm. Now, how should you conduct yourself with strangers you, you've you met for the first time? And of course, you know, this could be the guy, the, the lonely person sitting by himself.
3: Number one is to observe their body language. Are they open? You know, if they're having their food and they're very busy, they seem very hungry, that is usually not the best time to... <laughs> go and talk to someone, if this is a cocktail party and you are right-hander, you like to shake hands with your right hand, always hold your glass on the left so that you're ever ready for a handshake. So, uh, I think for some of the guys, we like to put all our name cards in one pocket and make sure that when you collect name cards, they put into the other pocket. Because okay. there are times that I have met people, they actually give out somebody's card instead. Maybe because they are very nervous. I so see. sometimes by giving out the wrong name card, you are actually giving yourself away. I like to go back to the point about handshake. Uh, you know, when you are when you are too weak in shaking a hand, you tend to give people the feeling that you are very feeble, that you are a very laid-back person, mm-hmm. not very confident. So it discredits a lot of things you say in a networking session itself. So Ooh. that's something that we need to take note of. Be proactive. Always be the first one to. Look at them in the eye and say, hi, I'm and so-and-so, how are you? Now, always have this host mentality, because when you have a host mentality, you will begin to take control and introduce others to other people. So you will be so confident that people thought that you're one of the organizers of the networking itself and not just another guest that happens to be here. Yeah. So these are some of the things we take note of when we're dealing with strangers in the networking.
1: Now, if you meet people you already know um, at, at these functions, how do you leverage uh, on the situation?
3: When you meet someone you already know, it's always a good time to catch up and to do old follow-up. But there's one very, very important key element of people that you already know. Now, imagine just now I said, have a host mentality. If you can introduce friends you already know to strangers, you'll actually open up new conversations you will create what we call a three-way conversation. So it's good because some people feel very intimidated being, uh, being talked to by just one individual. They prefer a small group chat. So for people who do not know what to do, knowing a friend you already know and trying to introduce him or her to someone new is a good way to start a conversation. And it is also good that when you meet someone you already know for some time, when you want to do some referral check at that venue itself about somebody you just talked to, that is probably a good source as well because you're someone you already know quite well. Hmm. Yeah. Now, the problem with meeting people who already know is that sometimes we tend to be overly casual. We take phone calls while we are in the networking session. Well. That is, again, not something that you should do. When you have a phone call, try to leave the room and take that call and then come back here again. Yeah, so that's so much so for meeting people you already know in a
1: networking session. And I know you might probably address this a little later. I guess also in these sort of situations where alcohol is served, do not drink too much. Mm.
3: Yes, do not drink too much. But sometimes it's good not to drink at all. Um, <laughs> it's always good to uh, mirror the overall mood of the party. Now, some parties are meant to be a drinking networking. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, yes, especially... Uh, I'm not sure about Malaysia, but in Singapore, there are some parties that are 70-80% filled with expats. And uh, I said last week, they come smelling very good with clothes that have no pocket. They're clearly not here to exchange name cards. Uh. So there are some parties that are, they are purely drinking, but there are also some parties that are wine appreciation. They are just product launch. Alcohol is served, but that is just to help you to loosen up a little bit. Mm. Um, the rule of time is that... Uh, Never drink more than, more than you can handle because sometimes you do not know that you're feeling high and sometimes you talk a little bit too loudly. <laughs> sometimes you talk a little bit uh, too much. Okay. And sometimes in so doing, you review a lot of information that you wouldn't want to reveal at the first time. So, okay. very interesting.
1: <laughs> okay. Handling people who talk too much. Uh, what do we do? We'll discuss that in just a moment with uh, Andrew Cha from Idea Mart. This is Racy Game, BFM 89.9. This is ratio Game on Enterprise. Uh, we're discussing business networking here with Andrew Cha from Idea Mart. And uh, we're going through the manners aspect of uh, business networking. And uh, earlier on, we were discussing about what to do, you know, introducing uh, if you already meet people, strangers and people you already know. And there's also that danger when we meet people who, well, I, I call it a danger, people who talk too much. But how do you handle people who just goes on and on and on? Mm. Okay, I think
3: the simpler thing to do and to, or to manage is to talk to someone who talks too little. You can always ask open questions, leading questions, so that you, you, you open up uh, that particular person. Now, what if the person talks too much? Now, how much, how, how too much is too much is when a person keeps talking to you for 10, 20 minutes without stopping. <laughs> there are some people who are so deprived of audience that the minute when they have someone interesting to talk to they will just go on and on without them knowing now get this you if you have 2 to 3 hours to know 20 people I think at the very most you have 5 minutes with each person so if the person talks for 20 minutes and you want to disengage politely that's the word disengage politely you can start look you, you can start um doing it on purpose to look around the room for someone you no. already know and make an excuse to uh, disengage and talk to the other person now if you find that rude, you can always do this you can always suggest to the person that you do not want to take up too much of his time
1: okay. and you want
3: to introduce him to someone else now <laughs> introduce him to someone you already know it's a very good way to disengage because i usually do this when i introduce someone or talk too much to my friend the minute when i introduce them that is the moment Precisely, you have to disengage. You disappear, oh. <laughs> okay? So you gotta disappear so subtly that people do not know, do not know that you actually have disappeared. But that is a good way. Introduce the person who talk too much to someone else. It's a good way to disengage. And you can always excuse yourself to the washroom. That is always the best way. Or, or to give another excuse that you're to take a call. So, uh, there, are, there are many ways, and and I think this is good. You have to rehearse and sometimes you have to think about all sorts of excuses to disengage yourself before you go for networking.
1: Okay, so it's not nice to say, hey, um, you know, I've just seen an old friend there. Uh, Excuse me for a while. So it's better to introduce that person to this person. That's right. It's a better thing.
3: The minute when they start shaking hands and calling out each other's name, that's the best time to to disappear,
1: actually. Okay, I like that. (laughs) Disengage politely. This for life. Yeah, yes. because yeah. some people are, I'm just going to quote you, deprived of an audience. Now, deprived of an <laughs> How can knowing body language also help in business networking?
3: Um, There are a lot of people who come for networking for different reasons. Some come here to sell, some come to size up competition, some come for R&D, research and development, some come just simply because they have nothing else to do for the night itself. Now, but, but for whatever reasons, I think sometimes by looking at where the where your two, where, where your feet is pointing, sometimes you will notice that even though the person may not show any physical expression that he's in a hurry, but where the feet is pointing, let's say when the when the feet is pointing towards the entrance, this person is actually ready to make a move. alright, uh-huh. uh, and and even though the body may be facing you, but he's subtly telling you that I need to go. And I need to end it up really, really quick. So that's one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, the second type of body language is very obvious. When you notice that there's no more eye contact and this person's eyes is roaming around behind you, and we say try to look <laughs> behind your shoulder to look for other people to talk to, that's the time that you need to disengage yourself politely, And I'm sure you have no problem doing that.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs>
3: Number three is the traditional one. If someone else, has his arm folded across him, usually it is a sign of being defensive. Now, you need to calibrate that a little bit because for certain cultures, folding your arms in front of your chest is a sign of respect. Ooh. Not aggression. I uh, see I, I yeah, it's very it's very interesting because I I actually learned this from the Middle East. In some culture this is a body language to actually say that. I should keep quiet I should listen to you I should not I should not talk too much but I think in Asia this is usually a sign of being defensive or even aggression so uh, calibrate your body language properly and I and I think in networking very important we need to observe what we call a a social distance the social distance is actually a meters apart from each other it's exactly the length of two hands reaching out shaking hands hmm. so never never get Closer than that because that will be a personal space. Okay. So always maintain your social space, which is a meter apart from each other. A-
1: and that again is probably a very Asian thing because I guess like for some Westerners, uh, they tend to come a little closer.
3: Yes, and that is where we have a clash of culture because if an Asians walk into a networking that is predominantly occupied by aspects or Westerners, they used to hug and kiss. Now the thing is that we Asians were not used to it, so. <laughs> When we go to an event like this, we feel that we are, we are an outsider. These people are also close, but maybe it's their culture. Uh-huh. But we just feel very, very left out. So we've got to calibrate our mindset whenever it comes to culture. And people like me are always merge with the group. When I see the group is friendly, everybody stay close, I stay close. But if I sense that the energy is everybody very cordial, very, very professional, in the wrong way, mm. I will mirror themselves as well. I and see. mirroring is the best body language. To to establish rapport, mm. so if the person likes to put one hand on the shoulder, sometimes you can subtly mirror that as well, and somehow you you match be a bit better rapport than someone who doesn't.
1: Okay, yeah. so okay, what makes good networking etiquette uh, overall? I guess
3: I said one last week is that never, never give up your name card without being asked. I think that is uh, to elevate yourself. To beat yourself a brand that whenever people ask for it, then you give it. And number two is whenever you receive a name card, do not write immediately at the back of its card because that will be a sign of disrespect, yeah, especially to the Japanese. It's really like it himself. All right. Um, number three is the meeting when you got your name card, always try to, to, to remember the person's look and attach the picture to the name card itself because... Afterwards, when you follow up, you know which category you usually put them on. Now, I never, never, never put their name on my mailing list without asking for for permission. I see. It's very rude because how many times have you given your card and the next thing you know you're on his mailing list? Right. And that is really, really bad because the minute when he takes himself out of your list, there goes your name card as well. So, uh, yeah. So, I think this is really, really good etiquette. And... If you do have a lot of friends who are working in insurance or maybe even property line, it's good to have your friends, but try not to uh, pass every name card you collect to friends like this because nobody likes their name to be floating around you know, in various markets without getting permission first. So, yes, so you will go a long way. If you practice all this, you will build yourself a very good personal brand in networking and everybody will want to talk to
1: you. And always be an information provider. Uh, That always works. Hmm. Okay. Um, And next week, uh, it's E. What's E? Oh, E. So P will be prepared, M will be manners, and E will
3: be experienced sowing and reaping. Now, next week, we're going to discuss things that you can do for others, even without getting anything in return. Now, the principle of sowing and reaping, we all know, but yes. not many people really, really do that. So next week, we're going, we're going to go into some tangible actions that you can do in sewing. So if you want opportunities, sew opportunities and you will reap a lot of opportunities. All
1: That's right. what we're going to do next week. Okay. Andrew Cha from Idea Mart in our business networking series, Racy Game, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: morning, this is Frida Liu. It's Race Here Game. It's our series on business networking. Andrew Chow from Idea Mart is here with me. It's part three, and today is E, Experience Sowing and Reaping How to Make a Lasting Impact on People You Meet. Um, and uh, of course, this is part of the PMET, an acronym that uh, Andrew came up with. And uh, before we get into today's topic on E, Experience Sowing and Reaping, a quick recap of our past discussions, Andrew.
3: Yes, um, last week we talked about M, which is mind your manners in networking. And we have discussed things that when you go to an event, if you are shy and you have to go with someone, always speed up upon reaching the venue. Um, look for someone who is ready to network, not, uh, not talk to someone who is busy with their food. Do not sit down, be mobile, walk around. If you see a stranger, approach them. Always give a very firm handshake, because it tells a lot about yourself. Um, be very careful when you give up business cards. Only do it when you are being asked for one. Hmm. And of course, be present. Do not look around the room. I think one of the worst behavior you can have is the other party is observing that you are looking across his shoulder you know, for another person to network. And last but not least, uh, never take a phone call in a networking event because that shows you that you're not really concentrating on the event itself. So, that may give you uh, not a very good positive image.
1: Okay. Okay, So, this is E. E. Okay, and just before that, you you said something, and again, you were saying don't offer your name card unless you're asked. Um, Why is that? Because it almost seems uh, natural to pass a a, a name card to someone first. Yes.
3: Actually, quite a lot of people, when they do networking, they have one stack of name card on their left hand, and they dish out one at a time with their right hand, uh, almost to everyone that they meet. Now, uh, when you have abundance in supply, the value drops. So, uh, your name card represents you. So, definitely, you are not going to... You you want to create a good brand. And Mm -hmm. um, only when people find you very interesting and you're so intriguing that people have to ask for a name card, Uh. then they will definitely remember you. But if within a minute of talk and you start... your name card, it will not make people remember you. So it is like your brochure. Only when people ask, then you give.
1: I see. Okay. Thanks for the reminder. Now let's get into today's topic. Uh, What are the politically correct ways of uh, making small talk?
3: I think everybody is shy and everybody has a very big personal space when you come to social or even business networking. I think the safe way is really to ask um, anything about work, everybody is very proud of what they do. Uh, I am sure they are because that's why they go for networking. So asking about work, asking about what you do, and you know, what is uh, your favorite thing that you love about your job, so that will be very good way of starting a small talk. Mm. And if you find that the people are actually opening up to you, you may want to spend a bit more time asking about how they spend their time. Now. Asking about their leisure actually give you an idea of whether this person is really a complete person because if they take very long to tell you what they do for leisure, <laughs> that means they spend a lot of time working so so asking about work and asking about time leisure time, the bill and tea, and last but not least, it's always family okay. and it's best for family so. Asking about another person's family, it's good with how many children do you have, how old are they now. You always find a common ground to connect with. If you are a parent yourself, you would like to um, connect with other parents with kids of a similar age so that you can share a little bit of sorrows, if I may use the word, you know, mm. of being your children growing up. So that bonds people very easily, Some, to the extent that sometimes you forgot why you're there in the first place, because you're so connected with another person who is going through the same thing. So, small talk has three letters, WTF, W stands for work, T stands for time, F sense of family it's not a thing that you should think about <laughs> when you
1: come to WTF Which, but it no. helps it helps to remember WTF okay we have a WTF yes. uh, on BFM it's called What the Flick it's about movies yes, um, yes. that's why but, uh, I got inspiration from there actually alright okay so I guess <laughs> also uh, with with family um, it's almost okay to ask if you have children as opposed to are you married yes um,
3: I think sometimes um some people treat this as a personal question. But mm. if you are, you know, these days, uh, it's it's very rare. It's very rare uh, for people to ask whether you're married, at least in Singapore. I don't know why, because uh, it's almost like uh, usually people don't bring their spouse along mm. when they go for networking. So if you, uh, if you think that that part is okay for you, just share a little bit. But when it comes to talking about family, people assume that you are married. Even though sometimes uh, you may face your own difficulties at home, uh, if you're not comfortable, then you do not need to share. You can just gloss it over by asking another question. So mm-hmm. usually, people don't dwell too, too, to, too long in it, actually.
1: Okay. Now, what are some of the proven ways of making a lasting impact on uh, people you meet?
3: Um, I always advocate the mindset of a giver. So um, a lot of people come to networking to share first before they sell, and I think sharing is a very good way of introducing what you want to sell. Sharing means giving very good content, very good information and insights so that people can make very well informed buying decisions. So you can share insider story, you can share some insights, it makes people feel that you are here to offer something. So. Most of the time, when they see you as an info center, which is a good, you know, which is a good way, when they see you as someone who is very knowledgeable, they're very inclined to buy from you later. Of course, mm. you don't sell at the networking. So that would be a big no-no, for the first no-no. The second thing you need to remember, one of, that you need to give first and reap later. Always give, always. introduce a referral. Always ask the most important question: How can I help you? Mm. So the minute when you say, how can I help you, you're opening doors for the person to tell you what they want. And sometimes how they tell you and what they tell you give you more ideas about how to connect with the person. The third thing that I find it very, very useful to make a lasting impact is you must have a host mentality. Tell yourself that you're actually, you're going to position yourself like an organizer. You're going to introduce a lot of people to a lot of other people. So that's the best way to introduce your friends to new friends. And after a while, your new friends in, will introduce you to their friends in the meeting itself. You almost see it happening in very slow cycle. Last but not least, be genuine. Do not assume. You know, do not assume that the person will be able to help you stay away, always be yourself, and um, be very sincere. If you are sincere, a lot of people can feel it. So. Uh, mm. There's no really magic. You just have to have a mindset of giving. Okay, that will make a lasting At- impression on people.
1: And coming up, the correct way of following up with people you've met in networking events with Andrew Chow from Idea Mart, Racey Game, BFM eighty-nine point nine. Race your game on enterprise. Good morning, Frida Liu here. Andrew Chow from Idea Mart uh, is here with me, and it's part three of our business networking series, and it's e experience sowing and reaping. And uh, Andrew was yeah. saying earlier to have the mindset of a giver. Now you've gone for these networking events, right? What should be the mm-hmm. correct way of following up with people uh, you've met in, uh, in in these events? I
3: think the first and foremost is after the networking event within three days. Within three, three is a very magical number. Within three days, always do a follow-up. It can be an SMS, it can be an email. Uh, I feel the SMS is more personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, never, never fail to follow up. Number two is do not start promoting your services in the first email. Uh, I get very annoyed where I meet somebody. Um, the next day, I have mm. a long email from the person telling me, some of the services that they have. So I feel that they are pitching too early. We have not got any relationship going. So relationship selling is important. you got to build the relationship first. And um, one more thing. I'm not sure whether how many of you have ever experienced this, but you give out your name card in a lot of networking sessions, and the next time, you find that you're on the mailing list of a lot of other people. They just throw your name into one of the thousands of millions. So that is again very bad because uh, just because I have met you doesn't mean I give you the consent to be put on your mailing list. Mm. The, the option to double opt in still applies. You still right. have to ask me, Do I want to be on your list? So right. there's something that do not do to others if you do not. It's spamming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really spamming. You see, even if you have met a person before, it's still spamming because the person didn't give you the express consent to do it. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, so it is, It is. Um. yeah, it is really, Uh. you know, and it negates every good thing that you're trying to do in the networking itself because people hate to be on a mailing list. I think a lot of busy executives get more than 100 emails a day, so they definitely do not need one more. Always uh, have a few quality referral on hand so that you are always ready to refer to people. Now, along the way, when you meet a lot of different you're bound to have requests, always remember that I keep a list of 10 uh, um, most important referrals that I can give so that I always have them on hand. It, and it, it also give me the image and impression that I'm very well connected. I know who is in need of what. So I love to connect. When I connect two parties together, I always have new opportunities and I make them remember me. So it's part of giving as well. So keep practicing it, and you'll be okay.
1: Right, you know, I, I guess yes. you're also sharing a lot of age-old wisdom. Do unto others, experience sowing and reaping. So, um, yes. what about handling disappointments in not meeting the right people in most networking events? How do you, what do you do yes. then? Okay, I think for a lot of
3: disappointment, I think the biggest disappointment that people feel in the networking is you sow a lot, but you're not getting the returns. Now, I like to encourage everyone. The most difficult time is between sowing and reaping. We usually call that name waiting, waiting for harvest. It can be a long, long time. Now I think that is a kind of fulfillment. No one expects, but sometimes the result is a bit too long. Now I have um, three things that I want to encourage you to handle this fulfillment. Number one, who mm. you sow to may not be who you are reaping from. That's very important. Just because you've done a lot to help a person, it doesn't mean your blessings will come from this person. For all you know, mm. this person may be a taker. There are lots of takers in the world. I want to tell you, there are 98% takers in the world. Really, really. Dead. They may preach a lot about sowing and reaping, but they are enjoying the reaping. So who you sow to may not be who you reap from. Also remember, you help this person, your help may come from another person. Number two, right. where you sow may not be where you reap from. That is really? very important. Sometimes you may volunteer yourself in um, in charity, in corporate social responsibility, in many areas that you are giving a lot of your time and resources. Now, your returns may not come from there. Sometimes people will just hear about you, or just heard about you, and people keep referring your name. The more your name is floating in the market, the better you will be, and it is adding on value to your personal branding. So remember... You may go to places, you have nothing for you, just do it anyway. Last but not least, what you read will surely be what you sow. Oh. Ask yourself, do you need opportunities? If you need, always sow opportunities. Do you need more personal time than sow a lot of your time? Do you need a lot of opportunities Then you sow opportunities? For me, I need more ideas. I always share ideas. That's why my company is called Idea Mark. I get all sorts of ideas when I am most relaxed. Particularly, I find that when I'm bathing, I have a lot of ideas. And now I write it <laughs> down. Whenever I meet someone, I will share them because the next day, I have new ideas, I have more ideas. So why not I share to you because I'm not going to follow up on my ideas anyway. So hmm. when you give ideas, you inspire people. And when you inspire people, that triggers off an inspiration to yourself and you'll be motivated. So that alone can help you to handle disappointment in not meeting the right people because you always feel Mm -hmm. that you are rich. Every morning you wake up, you have have something to give to someone. So, yes, so that's my advice on handling disappointment.
1: Okay, and finally, the finale is next week. Uh, What's the discussion all about? It's tea.
3: Next week is taking the plunge uh, to go on social media. Now, We all meet a few hundred to a few thousand people in our lifetime. How do we keep Mm. track of them? If technology has the way, we got to leverage on it. So social media is the way on following up your business networking, going on to online networking. Now that is very important because you can't keep track of how's it going for 500 people. But on social media, on LinkedIn and on Facebook, you can do it. So next week, we're going to discuss about how you can leverage this new media tool for uh, a new style of business networking follow-up and, oh, you know, all right. uh, relationship building.
1: Okay, I look forward to yeah. next week. And that was uh, Andrew Cha from IDM Mart in our business networking series. This is Razor Game, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Good morning, it's time to raise your game. Andrew Chow from Idea Mart is here again. It's our series on Business Networking and we're concluding it today. And it's uh, been PMET. And uh, perhaps, uh, Andrew, you can do a recap of our discussion as of last week and uh, just, I guess, overall as well.
3: Okay, last week we, are discussing, or we were discussing the uh, reaping and sowing, uh, enjoying the fruits of the labour. Basically, we need to adopt a giver's mindset and we need to know, um, we need to be able to give leads. If we want time, we have to give time. And we, if we want quality leads, we have to refer to other people, a lot of different quality leads. So uh, it's exciting. Um, the most, most important thing we need to remember is that the second thing is between sowing and reaping, there's a time of waiting. Mm-hmm. So uh, as long as you keep sowing, you will reap one day in due time.
1: Alright. And uh, today's topic? Yes. Today's
3: topic is about tea. It's about taking the social networking plunge. Uh-huh. Now, um, a lot of times, uh, we, we often talk about social media for networking. Uh, so, we are very concerned about the emerging trend, whether would it replace business networking. And, and if it's not replacing business networking, how do we use social media to help us to do follow-up. When mm. we meet new people uh, and we want to keep in touch with them, then social media actually comes in and help us to manage these contacts. At okay. the same time, to know new people online first before meeting them offline. Okay. Yes. So, that is about tea.
1: Okay. So, what what is the role of social media in business networking?
3: The role of uh, social media, uh, it's, it's actually uh, very intrinsic. It is, a, it is a time when you do quality follow-up to be in touch with people you really, really want to connect with. Now, uh, be very professional. Often we use a professional network like LinkedIn to connect uh, with each other. Now, for example, myself, when I receive a name card, the first thing I do after I go home is to look up this person on LinkedIn. If I yeah. can find him, I will connect with him. So, if I cannot find him on LinkedIn, I will invite him on LinkedIn via email.
1: I see. Okay.
3: Now, now if he join LinkedIn, good. Then, I don't have to keep his name card anymore because I will have entered his name card details into my Outlook contact and that's it. Now, if he didn't want to be connected on LinkedIn, then I keep his name card. So, my objective is to keep as few name cards as possible because I like to keep in touch with them via social media.
1: I see. Yeah, okay. so that
3: is how I use it. That means those name cards, those people who I have the name cards, they are actually really what we call a social dinosaur. I can't find them anywhere. I have to keep their name cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, of, but of course, that works for me. Uh, it, it, it may not work for everyone, but I like to keep in touch with people on social media first. If I know them a little bit better, I will try to find them on Facebook.
1: Uh uh-huh. Okay, okay. So w- what is the etiquette in the social media networking?
3: Okay, um, number one is that the, even when someone accepted you as a contact or as a connection, you should never take advantage of their wall and post all sorts of advertisement on their wall. Yes. Now, this is very bad. I'm sure a lot of us have been tagged to something that we're totally not interested in. Yes. You know, I, I I, myself have been tagged to ladies' fashion. You know, or some tour packages that I didn't ask for, I'm not interested. But somehow, because of the fact that I have a huge network, they leverage on my wall. So, mm. if I know that you, the sole reason of you wanting to know me or keep in touch with me is so that you can sell something to me or through me, I may one day unfriend you. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the word unfriend is the official word in the Oxford Dictionary right now. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, uh, um, some other um, so-called etiquette is that don't always talk about yourself. Always try to promote others, and that is the best way to do word of mouth. Because on social media, it's word of mouth times word of mouth. So when you know someone is doing well, when you when you know someone needs help, and if you were to post a notice on your wall, it helps them a lot. And always remember to mention them. Okay. The basic principle is this: share more, sell less. Mm. yeah, okay. share a lot of other information so that people will look upon you as someone trustworthy, and your personal branding on online will be uh, increasing.
1: Okay, so say someone does want to leverage on the people you know right and they they mm-hmm. what's the polite way uh, of asking you could I could Oh, I Very your... very good question.: yeah.
3: Very, very good question. On LinkedIn, they have this uh, request for introduction. That means mm-hmm. if, let's say, I saw you on LinkedIn and you have a friend that I really, really want to know, I can request you, let's say for, for me, Andrew Cha, can request Freda for an introduction to your friend. And I have to state the reason why I want to know your friend. So depending on how nice you are <laughs> and See. whether you check in to your LinkedIn often, you can refer that message to your friend and he will be able to reply me because you have now facilitated the introduction. Mm -hmm. Now, before, I may not be able to send him a direct message. So, uh, that is one way. It's always request, always find a mutual friend, a trusted one that you can help, They can ask for help. Mm -hmm. And um, always be very, very approachable. On LinkedIn, it's okay to accept someone you do not know in real life as your friend it's perfectly fine because that is for business networking. And honestly, you can find a lot of different uh, advanced search filter that will help you in your career. So uh, it's all good. And uh, LinkedIn is a very interesting platform. I think in Singapore itself, there there are already a million users and, uh, and LinkedIn has an office in Singapore.
1: Right, I see. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, will social media or online networking replace conventional networking one day? Uh, we'll ask Andrew Cha from Idea Mart, uh that in just a moment. This is Racing Game, BFM 89.9. Yeah, listening to raise your game on enterprise. Good morning, Frida Liu here, uh, having a chat with uh, Andrew Cha from Idea Mart. Uh, it's about business and networking. Our series, and today it's uh, mm-hmm. using social media, taking the plunge in social media. Uh, the the T in PMET. Now, we'll, you know, you gave very good examples with LinkedIn and all that. So, do you think social media or online networking replace conventional networking one day?
3: Um, it will not totally replace conventional business networking, but rather it will enhance it. Now, uh, it works both ways. You can either know people first on social media, then look out for them in real life. Now, mm-hmm. I have many many experiences where I'm connected to someone on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, and sometimes when I meet them on networking, on cocktail party, on seminar, and even in exhibition, when I shake their hand, they always say, hey, we are connected on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. And I mm-hmm. can't even remember them. So it's a very good way for icebreaker. That's number one. Number okay. two is when you want to organize your own event. Now, it is now very simple to gather all your network and contacts to broadcast that and to make people RSVP for your event. So it's a, it's a very useful tool. Um, it just takes a little bit of you moving out of the comfort zone to learn a new skill. And, and if you're a job seeker, sometimes and uh, by filling up all the necessary details with one click of a button, you can generate a CV or resume from your LinkedIn profile. Mm. And, and I just want to share this. This is a very, very special feature in LinkedIn. If you are ever stuck with a problem at work, you are too shy to ask a boss, too embarrassed to ask your colleagues, you can always post a question on LinkedIn under the appropriate category. Yeah. And within 24 hours, I bet you there will be many experts all over the world for that topic, telling you, giving you one or two-page answer on how you can tackle your challenges. In fact, it's something that's good in the West. They actually introduce their friends to you whom they think that will be of help to you. So mm. on LinkedIn, there are many, many generous people. You just have to explore that. You know, okay. I, I can find out who are the CEOs, in, on LinkedIn itself, you know, just by doing some uh, complex searches and I can uh, filter in the industry even. So uh, that is really a very big pool of resources.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, okay, is that uh, one of the ways uh, you can use LinkedIn to enlarge uh, your net- network? Are there other ways? Uh, actually,
3: using LinkedIn, uh, there are many ways to enlarge a network. Um, the, the key is to be visible. Right? How to be yeah. visible on LinkedIn? Try mm-hmm. to answer other people's questions. That's number one. N- number two, introduce people more. Number three, um, give testimonial to people you know, and of and of course you can request for it. The more you give testimonial to other people, the more your name is being duplicated everywhere. Mm. Okay. So if you ever see that your profile is fifty percent fill, seventy percent fill, try to make it a hundred percent. Because a hundred percent completed profile is very very prominent, and LinkedIn has a special way of acknowledging people who have huge network. When you are when you have five hundred business friends and above, your profile mm-hmm. looks slightly different from the rest.
1: I see. So right. uh, yes, and, and yeah, so, basically, if someone uh-huh. wants to connect with you on LinkedIn, you normally just accept. I
3: have to look at their uh, destination. That's number one. Whether mm-hmm. uh, is it. Someone that um, I want to be in my inner circle. Number two, I look at the industry, and number three, I look at the country. Now, if you have no dealings in Nigeria, do not <laughs> accept someone from Nigeria. All right. But in for Singapore, example, if have, okay, yes, yeah. For example, but in Singapore, if I'm doing business with Southeast Asia then any then anyone within this region, I will welcome. Of course, before I say yes, before I accept their invitation, I have a chance to go into the profile and take a look. Now, here's the magical mm. thing. On LinkedIn, there's no such thing as keeping your profile private. Whatever you key, all right, mm. people can see it. Even if I'm not your friend, I can go through your whole profile. I can even download a copy. Mm-hmm. And I can even okay. export all my connections into uh, Outlook address book. So it's very, very flexible. And, uh, of course, there are certain rules that you follow when you make friends on social media itself.
1: Okay. The reason why
3: I talk so much about Uh LinkedIn... Uh Yes. The reason why I talk so much about LinkedIn is actually because a lot of people say Facebook is for personal reasons. I agree. So, LinkedIn Uh is really the official one that you use for your career and your business.
1: Okay. Now, the other thing that's Uh happening in Facebook is branch out, right? Do you... you know? And it's another one, again... Yeah, and I'm 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 just yeah. thinking, do I even want to branch out? Okay. That is a good question. Branch
3: out, um it is now done in as an application on Facebook. It has twenty five million users. It's about mm. one eighth of what LinkedIn is today. And it is by far the strongest competitor. The reason why it is thriving is because it is built on Facebook, but it is often seen as social. So it depends on right. the network, so it's rather limited and it is, no one knows for sure where is this leading because I know mm. for sure a lot of HR people are not using BrunchOut, they are still mm. on LinkedIn. A lot of hunters today are still using LinkedIn, not on Branch Out. Now, because of the branding, it is seen as a social thing, right? mm. so people don't take it seriously. But for LinkedIn and even for a platform like Black Soul, which sits on top of the Outlook, they are often mm-hmm. taking, being taken more seriously. So you have but to way yeah. where uh-huh. where your target audience is. So go to where you can find them, not go okay. with the most popular platform. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So and we I guess we also yeah. don't know where the future of branch out will be because I guess they have a larger yes. pool. They have a large pool to leverage on. But uh, something to watch out for. And as you mentioned, uh, where yeah. your target yes. audience would be. Okay. Um. Any yes, Any last right. words for the listeners? It sounds like as if you know your last words before the execution. <laughs>
3: Um, I think networking uh, is something that is, it is just like working out. You need discipline. You need to make time for it. You need to be disciplined. Uh, it is no doubt uh, it can be tiring for people who are not used to it, meeting new people. Uh, sometimes I often hear excuses like, why should I need people for the sake of meeting people? Why don't I just leave it to chance? Now. Uh, if you leave it to chance it may not happen. You have to face the you have to really take ownership of your destiny. Take ownership of your own career path. Tell yourself mm-hmm. that you need to meet new people every every other every other week so that you can chart your own career. Now I know a lot of listeners out there you are P M E T and um mm-hmm. charting where you want to be in your own career is very important. It is important to find mentors and coaches around our network. And the only thing, the only way you can find them is through networking. All right. There are people that you meet that you may not meet them right away, but they can be of service to you one day. And they may even be the one who recommend other people to you. as long as you use networking and social media to communicate your personal branding, you won't go wrong. Uh, And Mm. please remember... Uh, keep improving on your name card and your handshake. That is usually the first two things that people have the impression of you. So, remember uh, PMBP? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Uh, well, that yes. has been Andrew Chow from Idea IdeaMart uh, sharing with us uh, the finer points of business networking right here in Race Game, BFM 89.9.